Singing about Tommy DeVito going into Dallas. This is Tim. This is New York Giants Strike Talk. Powered by Online Big Blue LLC. Oh, the Giants are, I think, still 15 and a half point dogs going into Dallas at 425 Eastern Standard Time. Um, Herculean task comes to mind. And honestly, I think you're going to have to go beyond Herculean task. You are going to have to face an aggressive defense who's, who's basically going to just tee off. They are going to force, they are going to lock down or try to lock down Saquon Barkley. They are going to make the Giants win the game, if possible, by passing. And you have your 25-year-old undrafted free agent, rookie free agent, out of Illinois, transfer from Syracuse, sitting there waiting to come out and waiting to maybe maybe have his coming out party. But if you looked at Tommy DeVito, you looked at it. You looked at his body of work. You, you look. You look at his. Um, uh, you just look at what he is. The game plan for DeVito is not to make mistakes. You're gonna have to try to potentially shock Dallas by maybe going deep with Slayton or Hyatt because Waller's not going to be available as well. You're gonna have to run Saquon Barkley down their throats. But the problem is this: at the end of the day, Dallas has a tough defense. Dallas has a good offense. Some people actually think, uh, but not looking at the records, that Dallas is a little bit better than Philadelphia and more, and it has more of an opportunity to go further in the playoffs the way that they are built over Philadelphia. I personally do not believe that. I do not believe that at all. But at the end of the day, it's going to be what Shane, what, uh, what Dable believe in. It's going to be what Kafka can do. Um, you know, with this, um, you know, you know, with Tommy DeVito, because like I said, Dallas is just going to key on Barkley. I would key on Barkley. You know, I wouldn't do anything else. Just key on Barkley and have the giants try to beat you vis-a-vis the passing game. And, you know, you go up against the vaunted Dallas rush, you know, even without digs, they have a pretty good secondary, you know, they have a good offense, you know, they're going to attack the corners. Cause I believe it looks like we Dory Jackson and Evan Neal are both out. So, you know, they're going to attack Trey Hawkins. You know, they're going to go after banks. You know, they're going to have to go after Holmes. You know, they're going to go after flot. I mean, can the giants win the game? Hell it's any given Sunday. We've talked about that a million times. It's any given Sunday. Anything can happen. You know, Dax car could break down in the middle of the expressway and not get there late 30 at night. That's kind of what, you know, that's kind of what we got our fingers crossed. And that's kind of what we hope about. Is that what's going to happen? No, I doubt it. <laughs> but you know what? At the, at looking at a two win team right now, a two and seven win team, right? Now, two and seven, two win team right now. Um, you're asking a lot and you're asking a lot for a kid who is now he's got a full week of reps coming in, taking all the snaps. You know, they say that Shane, excuse me, Dable and Kafka sat there and worked with them all week like you think they would have. But Tommy DeVito is not going to be the giant quarterback of the future. We, we, need, we, need to, we need to get, you know, we need to get a grip. Some people need to get a grip on that. Some people are, are, are in reality, and other people's are, are, people are just going, going the opposite freaking direction. We've said it before. We talked about it a million times. We're not going to keep talking about that. That the 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 seven and two start last year really screwed this team because the finish was even worse, and it it was just a continuation after that Minnesota win. That it's just gotten progressively worse almost every week outside of a half 
in Arizona. Now, now the question is this, is there, you know, is, is, is there at, is there at any point in time, a light at the end of the tunnel, or is it a train that's going to be coming? The 2024 season is going to probably be predicated on a rookie quarterback. You look at the free agent class right now, it's not spectacular. Daniel Jones is not going to come back and probably till October, November. And even then, are you really going to want to be seven to nine games into the season and plug him in after you re reinstitute a new offense to go with a, to go with a different quarterback? The answer is going to be no. And I think people still have to, I mean, I love the people that are like, Daniel Jones is going to be the comeback player of the year. That sounds like a great title. Sounds like you're living in fantasy disco. But can the 2024, is there light at the end of the, is there, we've said it before, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Is there? Or is that light? Okay. You know, that was, there we go. Or is that light a train? (laughs) Sound effects aren't working. I blame Zach. I blame Zach with the sound effects not working today. I mean, you are going to have to look at this. And you are going to have to understand that you are going to have salary cap limitations because of the Jones contract, because of all the maturing rookie contracts that you have. And also with the contracts that you gave Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas, you, you're, you're, you're probably going to have 60 million with maybe, maybe 36 contracts. So the cap situation is not going to get a lot better next year. You're not going to be able to go out and sign a plethora of guys. You're, you're going to have to figure some things out still. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot better than this year because, like I said, we traded Dexter Lawrence because of the fact that and we traded, excuse me, Leonard Marsh because of the fact that we just didn't have any cap space. And like I said, I'm calling bullshit on the, uh, well, we gave him the opportunity to veto the trade. No, you needed the money. <laughs> they may have said, hey, Leonard, do you want to go to Seattle? No. Well, too bad. We already bought you a ticket. They had $500,000 in cap space before they traded Leonard Williams. So now that gave them $9 million, So they could actually sign a Matt Barkley, they could actually sign another quarterback. They're going to actually put people on the active roster. But what are we going to do? Like I said, is, is, is 2024 going to be the turnaround season? Is 2024 going to be the, the season into the rebuild? That's the big, that's going to be the question. And the question is, is Shane going to be able to find his guy? And that's what I worry about because of the fact that if you think about this realistically, Shane already picked his first quarterback. We've talked about this before, and it was Daniel Jones. And how, how quickly people have jumped off the Daniel Jones train is just shocking. And all these people that you sit there and say, well, you know, we really didn't like Daniel Jones. We just knew he was going to be the quarterback. We always wanted Caleb Williams. <laughs> Go back and watch your videos, please. And sometimes, and, but the problem is you have the younger base of giant fans that just eat it up. Like, yeah, that's what, that's what they said. No, these people were, were, were looking at the lap of Daniel Jones for two years. They got, they got overly hyped up and excited about a playoff win against a bad Minnesota defense. One of the worst defenses I've seen in the playoffs in 30 years. And then when he, and then when we paid him 160 million to be average, they were shocked that the wheels fell off the bus. And then they come out and say, well, we didn't really mean that. We didn't really mean that. We always wanted Caleb. But the way the draft is breaking now, with the Bears win, I mean, you you are probably going to have 
your choice. I don't think we're going to get that first overall pick. I really don't. And I'm not sure that on some people's board that Caleb Williams is the guy on the top. I've talked to a couple people and right now you, you got some NFL people that are saying Drake may is, is ahead or head on their boards. I have one guy that I know has Drake may then Caleb and um, then he has Penix and then he's got uh, JJ McCarthy over at Michigan and then he's got Bo Nix and then he's got uh, what's his name? Uh, I think it's a Jaden Daniels over at uh, LSU. So potentially you may have a shot at, at Caleb without even getting the first overall pick. But the other problem is, are you if you're sitting there at three, are you really, as Joe Shane, going to sit there and not potentially try to trade up into the first round pick? You're only moving up two spots. We've seen with the Trubisky trade years ago that you may even move up a couple spots. You may have to mortgage the future, mortgage the farm a little bit. But we did that with Eli. Yeah, we gave up Sean Lights Up Merriman and a bunch of other picks. But at the end of the day, you know they got they got. Uh, you know, they got Philip Rivers. We got Eli Manning in two rings. So I get concerned with Joe's drafting ability right now because he hasn't he hasn't hit a home run yet. Banks looks like he's gonna be a home run. Kayvon still the Kayvon is Kayvon, like I said, Kayvon's up and down. Evan Neal's not looking good. We've already gone through all the players that have not looked good. And the, these are guys that are supposed that were supposedly going to be the building block. So this will be draft number three for Shane. And my only concern is we gave him the reins and he signed Daniel Jones. That's a little concerning. That's a little concerning to me. Because you never really saw Brian Dable gush over Daniel Jones like he does over uh, over a, what's his name? Jalen Hurts. Or over, of course, <laughs> the great Josh Allen. So it's just it's just, it, it's a little confusing to me that we are just so willing to put our faith into Shane right now, and at the moment he hasn't really done anything to garner that faith outside of the seven and two start, and then the rest of the season fell apart last year. So, like I said, if it's me, I still like Caleb Williams. I think he's got all the physical tools. I I think he's got. I know people are like. Well, you know, you always say that if you if you um, if you have a quarterback in the, in college, it's inter, uh, excuse me, it throws a lot of interceptions. That's gonna you know, let's cause issues in the pros. Yes and no. It's also predicated on the system that you run in college. But he, I think he has more than necessary qualities to just to be a top flight quarterback. And he's a guy. And he's a guy that we need in regards to the fact that he can generate big plays on his own. It's not like Daniel Jones who has to have everything correct to going around. I mean, he can literally generate plays on his own. We've always talked about it before that sometimes we say that um, some players are like point guards in the NBA who can't create their own shot. This kid can create his own shot. Now, the problem is he has this ability to extend plays on his own but it also puts him in a vicarious situation in reference to getting hurt. So it's going to be one of those things you're going to have to look at and monitor a little bit because I, I laugh because his, 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 um, his pocket presence inside the pocket could be better, 
but it's not as bad as Daniel Jones. I think he's gaining more discipline with his throwing motion right now. So I think that's going to be, I think that we're just going to need some more uh, repetitive exercises for that. But like I said, it's a guy, it's a guy that's going to show you some flaws, but show you a talent that you haven't seen in the Meadowlands or MetLife ever. He's not an option quarterback. He's a guy that can throw. And he is a guy that to me, like I said, he, he can, he can help. He can help move this franchise forward. And get out of the Daniel Jones doldrums. Don't forget, we got the big live stream on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with the venerable James Williams. And don't forget to, as like we always say, don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to ring that bell. You want to know why? And that'll be awesome.